Hey guys, how are you doing? This is Lucia from Transformed by His Word. Um, how are you guys doing? I am very excited, as usual. I love the topics that we talk about. Um, I wanted to ask, how was last week? Did you go looking for a church? Do you have a church? How did that go? Um, did you start looking at things differently because of what we discussed? Or did it make no difference? Um, I would love to know. Uh, so today, we are talking about apologetics. And that's a really big word. And you guys know, I don't like to use big words. I like to keep things simple, right? So we're going to start there. We're going to start talking about what it means. So apologetics literally means the defense of your faith. <clears throat> The Greek word apologia means defense, like a defense attorney, like a lawyer gives in a trial. Um, in every generation, people face different challenges, questions and concerns about the gospel message and the Christian faith. And this is why it's important um, to study apologetics. So let's talk about that. Uh, the first point I want to make is that apologetics helps us understand and defend our faith. So it's not just a defense, um, which is what's going to help us with, but it's also for our benefit. If I understand what I believe, then I can defend it. So the first verse, haha, we're going to start super early with Bible reading, uh, not even two minutes in. Um, first verse is 1st Peter 3.16, and I'm going to give you a minute, do, 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 do. are you there yet? Yeah? Okay. Alright, so 1st Peter 3.16 says, But sanctify the Lord in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you, a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. <sighs> How cool is that? We need to be ready. So the Bible doesn't say if at some point somebody asks why you believe the way you believe. No, it says you have to be ready because it's it's a given. People are going to ask if you are following Christ with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, it's going to show. And people are going to be like, what's up with you? Why are you so different? Um, so, yeah, you've got to be ready to be able to present them with the whole spiel, right? This is why I believe what I believe. Um, and I think that's important. It doesn't matter what you believe. If you cannot put together like a three-minute compilation of what you believe and why, uh, then I don't, I would have a hard time thinking you're sure. Um, and you should probably be doing some research. <laughs> so, but that's just my two cents, right? Um, that That's just who I am. So, but as a Christian, it's very clear right there, First Peter 3, 6, it says, be ready. Uh, not if, but when 
you need to give a defense to anyone who asks. Uh, because if you're following Jesus, it's going to show. Um, and then the explanation needs to be logical, guys. Uh, what we believe, we need to be ready not to fight people. It doesn't say be ready to duke it out and prove why you're right and they're wrong. Um, it's to talk to people. Defend your position, right? De defend Christ. Uh, defend what he has done in your life. Um, but it's for them to understand why you have hope and for them to seek Jesus. That's the goal, right? I need to be able to express why I believe in Christ in the way I do, not to win an argument, but to save a soul for Jesus, right? Um, so that's why that's important. Um, and then the next verse is going to be Titus 1.9. And I'm going to give you a few seconds because Titus is one of those books that gets hidden because it's so little. It's like, Dee! it's hard to find. Um, but then I also forget that you have a pause button. You can pause me whenever you want. So you can go look for Titus. <laughs> uh, Titus 1.9. You ready? It says, Holding fast the faithful world word as he has been taught, that he may be able, by sound doctrine, both to exhort and convict those who contradict. Yeah. That's that's a that's a heavy one. Um, so we see here that we need to have sound doctrine to challenge the ones who are saying things that are contrary contrary to the Bible. Sound doctrine means that you have reasonable explanations, not off the cuff stuff. Not like, well, I think blah 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 blah. You know, it, it's not a I'm, I'm pulling ideas out of thin air. No, it's sound doctrine. It's, I have studied this. I know this to be fact. I know this to be real. Let me show you. And that's how you apologize. Uh, it's not a, again, it's not a Duke situation. It's, it's let's reason uh, with sound doctrine, with, real life things not pulling things out of the sky and see what lands so jesus even said in john 14:29 john 14:29 and now i have told you before it comes that when it comes to pass you may believe. How cool is that? So he gives us insight on things. Um, so that when things come to pass, we can be like, oh, yeah. That, yeah, that that was written. And right there, it happened. Um, 
This means that we don't just believe crazy, abstract, illogical things. We believe in facts, provable facts. So just a study on Jesus, you know, like the prophecies, the things that were said about Jesus before he even, he was even born. If you grab those and you compare it to Jesus's life, you will see that, yeah, we have proof that the Bible is what it says it is, that Jesus was who he said he was. And that is what the goal of apologetics is, is to be able to have that reason and proof, okay, of what we believe. So, the next point I'm going to make, this one's a fun one, okay, are you ready? And I'm going to kind of stay here for a few minutes, um, because I think this is a good one, and people don't really think about this very much but science proves what the bible says have you ever thought about that have you ever looked into that if you haven't i would challenge you go find that go look at that it is amazing um so when i was a baby christian uh, when i was just kind of learning things and trying to figure things out I thought that it was the other way around, that the Bible was, like, showing things that scientists have already verified, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not. It's the science. Our current science is proving the Bible to be real. Um, I heard a quote of an archaeologist. I don't know his name. Um... I'm so sorry, I should have done the research, but I just thought about this as I'm talking to you. Uh, but he was saying that there's a lot of the main names in archaeology that actually read the Bible, not because they believe in the Bible, but because it guides them <laughs> to where things are. Isn't that crazy? Like, non-believers using the Bible to help them with their job currently. Like, that blows my mind. Like, if I had a book that's telling me where to go dig and do my job better, why do I not believe everything else that's in that book? It makes no sense to me. But, yeah, that's that's how it works. That's how they, they use it. They use it for those purposes. Um, so science proves what the Bible says. Um, I have a couple of examples because um, I really like this part. <laughs> uh, so the example, the first example I want to give you is the idea that the earth is floating in the universe, right? Um, we know now that the earth is floating, right, out in space. It's like this little ball. Not little, but you know what I mean. Um, uh, and that was taught or confirmed or found out. Uh, I don't know what the right term is for this. By, and I'm going to butcher his name. I'm so sorry. Uh, but his name is was Nicholas Copernicus. About 18... 
1580. 1580. So in 1580, he said, hey, yeah, there is proof that the Earth is floating, right? Um, 1580. That's not that far from today in the grand scheme of things. But did you know that the believed to be oldest book in the Bible already talked about it? What? I know! It's so crazy! So if you turn with me to Job, 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 I'm not sure how to say that. Uh, J-O-B. That dude that suffered a lot. Yeah, that one. All right. Job 26, verse 7. Job 26, 7. And if you ever are in a hard place in your life and you're like, life's not fair, read this book. You'll you'll be like, oh, never mind. I've got it easy. Um, <laughs> so Job twenty six seven says, he, God, stretches out the north over empty space. He hang he hangs the earth on nothing. What did you see that? The book that is believed to be the oldest piece of literature known to man, Job, is saying that the earth is floating. He had no way to know that. No way at all. No way. Coincidence? No. Um, no, absolutely not. It, it's God. It's God showing us. Um, yeah, so that's one. One of my favorites. The second one that I'm going to share with you. It's another one of my favorites. Um, the concept that the earth is round. Now, okay. I know there's been a lot of people, flat earthers. Hey, if you're a flat earther, I'm not coming after you. I'm just following science, which is following the Bible. Goes back to it's in the Bible. I'm going to believe it. So there's that. That's my piece on that. Um, but... We found out, scientists found out and proved in the third century before Christ in Isaiah, um, which the book of Isaiah is believed to have been written in the eighth century, so five centuries before the discovery that uh, the earth was round. Um, so Isaiah 40 verse 22 Isaiah 40 22 um, it reads it is he who sits above the circle of the earth the circle of the earth I'm going to read that part again it is he talking about God right <clears throat> who sits above the circle of the earth yeah yeah, I'm going to continue reading the rest of this verse because it's really cool. Um, so I'm going to start from the beginning. Okay, ready. Uh, Isaiah 40.22 says, It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants, us, are like grasshoppers who stretch out the heavens. He, stretch, he stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads it out like a tent for us to dwell in. 
How cool is that? He sits above the circle of the earth. How would Isaiah know? How would he know? He wouldn't, except for the fact that, you know, God is God, and he inspired the words of the Bible. So he told Isaiah, this is what you're going to write. And Isaiah was like, this makes no sense, but okay, sure. Uh, a little part of me is thinking, I wonder if Isaiah was thinking, maybe this is like poetic writing that you're talking about here. I don't think he understood, maybe he did, that what he was writing about Earth being round was for reals. <laughs> Isn't that so cool, you guys? So cool. Apologetics makes me so excited. So I have homeschooled my four children, and apologetics has always been a big part of my life and schooling them because they um, they need to know how to defend themselves, how to defend what they believe. Um, not just be like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, or I follow Jesus because my mom said so, <laughs> right? I, I don't I don't want them to be like that. I want them to know why we believe the way that we do. It's not because it's the easiest way, because it's not, or because, um, you know, so-and-so told us. It's because we have real proof, like, we can go and look at scientists, scientific evidence and historical evidence and um, see that what the Bible says is true and be without a doubt that what we believe is not just another thing and our hope is real, right? And Jesus loves us and, you know, all those wonderful things that the Bible say says are true. And the not so wonderful things that the Bible says. Um, so those are my reasons for apologetics. Uh, if you live in North Carolina where I live, um, in the Wilmington area, there is tons of uh, apologetics um, clubs that you can join. There's a lot of places that you can go look into it. Uh, you don't need any of that if you don't want it, but it, it it's there. It exists. Um, there is so much information on apologia um, and apologetics. Uh, one, actually, I'm going to do two books this week. I know I have said that I was going to just do one book. But man, it's hard. I have two that are dear to my heart, and my kids have read them as teenagers, and it has really helped them. So I'm going to share both because, you know, I couldn't decide which one I wanted to share, and I just dropped everything. <laughs> um, so the first one I want to share with you is In God We Trust. 
It's called Why Biblical Authority Matters to Every Believer. And this was written by Steve Hamm. So there's the book. I don't know if I've done this before to where I show the books. Uh, no, I don't get paid to show these books. These are just books that I like, books that I've used with my kids um, that are really good reads. And then if you are younger and you're like, uh, that book sounds like it would be boring. Um, there's this other one that's called Apologetics for a New Generation. Um, so it's a biblical and culturally relevant approach to talking about God. This one is written by Sean McDowell. McDowell? I'll put it like this. You see it? Right there. Um, also, another great book. Uh, to read if you're interested in finding out more about apologetics. Um, but again, apologetics is understanding and defending your faith. So what you really, really need, I'm going to show you. Unless you're listening, I'm sorry. If you're driving, don't try to look. Um, this is what you need right here. Your Bible. This right here. <laughs> Number one recommended book for me. Um, but uh, either one of those are really good books. Um, Ken Ham is known to be a huge uh, writer, and he has built an ark in Kentucky. If you've never been there, it's really cool. But it's just anything that you can get a hold of, anything that you can look up um, that's going to make it easier for you to stand in this world explaining what you believe and why you believe it. What and why. What and why. With the purpose of not, not the purpose of check me out. I know exactly what I'm talking about. No, no, no. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to grab a hold of souls that are destined for hell and gain them for Jesus. Right? Because that's, remember, that's our marching orders is to make disciples. It all, it all comes back to that, you guys. That's it. That's what it all comes back to. Reading our word, doing what God has required us to do, and grabbing our marching orders and doing, doing the work. There's so much work to do. Um, Next week, do you guys want to know what we're doing next week? I'm excited. I'm always excited. I, uh, yeah, I, I get really excited about these things. And I do a lot of research. And the more research I do, the more excited I get about them. So, yeah, there's that. So, next week, which will be September the 18th, uh, we are going to be talking about community service. Yeah, <laughs> that one's a good one. Um, I have a huge passion for that one. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm going to just leave it there. Community service, we'll talk about it next week when it's much, when it's little. I don't even know exactly where we're going to go with that one. Um, but I wanted to give you a heads up. That's what we're talking about. I'm going to cut this one short. 
I appreciate people liking, subscribing, doing all the things so that you don't miss any of them. Uh, I am very happy to say that I've had people reach out that have never heard what I'm talking about before, which blows my mind. I thought everybody knew. Who knew? Uh, so if you know someone that needs to hear the gospel, needs to hear about the things that I'm talking about, um, send them a link. See if they like it. If not, it's not going to hurt my feelings. It's okay. If you have a questions, uh, lgoss at transformedbyhisword.org. Uh, if you want the website, is transformedbyhisword.org. Email me. If you have questions, I have written a list of topics till the end of the year, but I'm always looking for what do you want to hear about? What interests you? Um, what do you want me to talk about? I am not worried and I am not scared of talking about funky weird controversial things um just tell me what do you want to hear about i have very strong opinions about a lot of things i don't mince my words so if you want some truth and just what the bible says let me know what do you want me to talk about and i'll talk about it and we'll go from there see what god wants to do with this okay okay you guys um that is gonna be it for today i love you all very much thank you for listening and we'll talk next week. Bye.